Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan here. Uh, we recorded this episode a little over a month ago, and since then, um, things have changed in the world. Uh, so, we have some talk in here about Aaron being at TFCon Orlando, and obviously that isn't happening uh, for good reason. Um, we hope everyone out there is able to find enough toilet paper, because uh, at the moment I can't. Um, but in all seriousness, we also hope everyone is safe and taking care of themselves and others during this COVID-19 crisis. Um, so be safe, be well. We hope everybody the best. And um, on with the show. We should give out paper clips, prime paper clips. Just nail polish to red and blue. Yeah. You got to give it a witty name, though. Primer clip. Optimus prime clip. <laughs> Opt, OptiClip. <laughs> Cliptimus Prime is what that's going to be. I don't know if it is. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your bi-weekly podcast delivers an episode-by-episode breakdown of the original G1 series. I know I didn't say that right. It doesn't matter. Episode number 123 of, uh, of ours today, reviewing episode number 19 of the Transformers original G1 series, season two, episode City of steel guys are you excited for this i am I this is wait. another classic intro list episode <laughs> i'm your host aaron <laughs> i'm ryan and again aaron refuses to let caleb answer that question <laughs> I didn't are you guys that. excited it's rhetorical fuckhead I, did, I didn't realize that <laughs> uh yeah this is season or episode three of season two right I don't know that. It is. I have it in my notes. Oh, I trust, I trust you. You said episode uh, City of Steel, and I, I thought you were going to say three, but yeah. Caleb, what do you think? No, nah, let's not. Totally <laughs> asshole. I will say up top, not excited for this episode. I am. Here's I can say wrong. up top, I have never been more excited about an episode than this one right here, because this episode we're is We're doing spirit fingers awesome. at each other. <laughs> Bring yeah. on the crazy. I'm I'm very excited about City of Steel. Shout out to Steel City Bots. I'm sure that's the homage from the ger- the Nerdy Geek Talk Network. Mm-hmm. Number one, they the bullet sh- showed us some love at, at at TFCon. Couldn't have done it without the, the yeah. those good vibes coming that's right, right from them. That's right. I could feel it. Yeah, I could too. It's giving me the tingles. Yeah, I got I a tingle in where. my bottom. Oh, well, well, some people will say where. <laughs> <laughs> Classless fucks. <laughs> Before we get into this episode, let's get to sipping. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm curious to see what kind of drink you're putting together for an episode that you hate. I haven't tried this one. So Is there going to be a lot of goes. hot damn in it? Or, uh, no. Yeah. It's rum-based. You'll it's, enjoy that, Aaron. It's Boone's Farm. <laughs> I just brought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> this glass has a gun in the bottom of it pointing at my face. What was the most, what would you say is the most garbage drink that you would consume regularly, maybe when you were on the come up? Mickey's malt liquor. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of malt liquor. I've never, I wonder if the mics are picking up this plane. That's pretty loud. I did. I, I in high school, I got drunk a couple times off of Mickey's. Oh, it's wor- it's some early, like my it's first cheap. drunken time. so cheap. Yeah. I drank a lot of white Russians. I don't drink those anymore. 
I drink a lot of white Russians. Yeah, you can't drink those yeah. a lot. I mean, I drink a lot of them. Yeah, I, I recall. I was doing. We all went through our dude phase. Um, a lot of yeah, the, the malt liquor. I was cheap. You could get a you could get a forty for a dollar seventy nine. I used to drink I, a lot of Southern Comfort. I, I stayed away Ugh, from the whiskey. What the fuck is I up drink, with that? I stayed away from the whiskey. Ryan. All right. What do we got? This is the adios, amigos, oh, because no. I'm committing suicide after watching <laughs> this episode. Uh, this is from page 10 of Jigger, Beaker, and Glass. From the Army Navy Club in Manila, two ponies, which is about half a shot of Bacardi, one pony dry vermouth, one pony cognac, juice of half a lemon, and one pony of dry gin. Shake well with lots of cracked ice, pour into a large flat champagne glass, and send for the Marines. <laughs> I like how your personality changed halfway no, between I, I do. I, 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 the one, when I read it in that voice, it's in quotes. It's what's in yeah, the book. No, that's mm. good. I okay. like that. Also, it's weird they say send for the Marines because this is from Army-Navy Club. So Yeah, they would not like the Marines in there. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's... Uh, Cheers, gentlemen. Right. We're cheersing. All right, let's see. I'm skeptical of the driver mouth plus rum plus gin Woo! plus cognac. Sour. Very sour. Sin for the Marines! <laughs> it's very yeah. sour. It is pure sour. So, what was it? What was Gears' nickname? Sour Balls? <laughs> I should have done this for Gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sour it is sa- sour, just like my feelings about this episode. Hmm. Well, I'm glad there's it's, a connection. All these cocktails are... My reaction is always like... Whether I like it or not, it's always... I've never had anything like yeah, that. Which is great. Which is actually I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying I would rather drink this than a lemon drop, you know. Is a lemon drop more of a shot? I think so. Uh, You've got like a lemon liqueur and vodka. Well, or a lot of the like shit that. that you would associate with this these days is just way too sugary. Yeah, very sweet. But I, I would I'll drink any not anything, but I'll I'll I would take this over those kind of drinks because it's less sugar and I, I like stuff dry. This is almost like this is very dry. This is verging on on martini territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got that vermouth. Yeah. Aside from the lemon juice, I could yeah. do it on a hot day. Yeah, a lot of these are for hot conditions because yeah. the air conditioning got, didn't exist. Hmm. Is there any left? I'll keep sipping. There is. Oh, there's God. there's probably enough for another one. I'll go grab the, the shaker. Yeah, you go get that slave. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to my cruise. Yeah, you're you're already on uh, Disney cruise time. Yeah, you've got, I'll be going to Disney soon as well. I, I should say, as oh a part, yeah, I'll be going to TFCon. Yes, and so I'll be spending a lot of time at Disney and Universal. Mm-hmm. Aaron will be repping one third of the APDC. If you want to go mob him for <laughs> for our goods, or he did he did represent APDC. That's true. That by this time it might be over. It's over. Well, this episode airs three twenty two, so you'll be there. So I'll be there. This. Come see me right now. Yeah, go see Aaron at TFCon. Unless Find it's him. after 3 o'clock, I'll probably be wandering around Universal Studios. Tackle him. Kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little taint touch. Ooh. Patrons, what's up? You ready for those booty boxes? Yeah. We're not. Nope. <laughs> as of this recording, we're definitely ready to put them together as of the air date. They should be. Sh- we'll say that they're going to ship out in April. In April. That's the APDC <laughs> Tentative promise. <laughs> <laughs> Very loose thread of truth that that promise mm-hmm. is hanging on. We hope and we desire. We fulfill our obligations eventually. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. We always have. We always have. We We've always... not made that many. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot overextend ourselves. No, they'll be great. True. They're going to be great. 
mm-hmm. when they're ready, they're ready. That's right. Everyone just hold your horses. Aprilish. Sure. We keep I'm, saying like everybody's clamoring for no, these. I, I, I get an email a day <laughs> from famous footwear. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Providers of high quality knockoff Viagra. Hey, <laughs> I do that. I do too. I don't know why they target me. But if you love what we do and you're interested in these merch benefits uh, that supporting us has to offer, please check us out. Patreon.com slash apoddcast. Yes, baby. So let's get into the last episode recap. A grumpy bag of gears got gleefully upgraded as Megatron's gang engulfed the get up and go from the sun's vigor. Let's get into episode 19. Steel Absolutely. City. Uh, From October 17th, 1985. Did I already shout out Steel City Bots? You I did. did double shout out. We open it up. New York. All the landmarks. Yeah. Statue of Liberty. Empire State. <sighs> Twin Towers. It never stops being weird. Qui bono. <laughs> I, I have a couple of things to say up top on this episode. Well, it's up top. Please uh-huh. say them. Uh, the animation in this one is gross. It is. It's really weird. Which what coming happens? Off of, I, I will tell you now. Coming off of one with really good animation, changing gears, it's not even necessarily that the illustrations are poor, which they are. The colors are all like muted and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everything looks filthy, which I would is not. I'm giving them too much credit to say in 1985 New York makes sense, but it because not New now, York was not a this gr- way. Though. No, it just looks like the animation equivalent of a malaria infection. Everything is just <laughs> gross. Yeah, it's distractingly bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. The last episode was done by animation studio Toei. This one is done by Acom. This is Acom's first appearance. Yes. First Did you have ep- information on this as well? I do, but we can we continue uh, the conversation. Okay. I'm really intrigued by this. Tell me more. Well, from the TF Wiki, Acom, which stands for Animation Korea Movie Productions. Uh, it's fast and loose with the... Uh, <laughs> the An acronym. Ac- thank you. Uh, is a South Korean animation studio owned and founded by Nelson Shin, director of Transformers the Movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ACOM is known for its very error-prone, <laughs> cost-efficient effect- animation and is used frequently for American cartoons. Some shows ACOM has worked on include The Simpsons, Saban's X-Men, and The Silver Surfer, The Tick, Savage Dragon, Tiny Toon Adventures, Arthur, and Batman the Animated Series, that last of which they were actually fired from because of their consistently subpar work. <laughs> That's all I have on So this that. was lasting well into the 90s. Oh, yeah. This kind of they, treatment. Yeah. And they were like they were very cheap, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why you people pay, use you them. Yeah, Toei, which did the great majority for. of mm-hmm. Transformers episodes, although sometimes Toei is credited when it's clear that they outsource some of it to yes. other third parties. But uh, ACOM was Korean, and I guess they just do it cheaper down there. Maybe it's sweatshops. I don't a little animation... That reminds me, that takes me to that Banksy episode of The Simpsons where they go mm-hmm. into animation yeah, We've mentioned shops. that before, I think, as well. <clears throat> ACOM has two or three episodes in season two, but season three, they're all over the place, oh, no. starting with Five Faces of Darkness. Yeah, they do all And that whole muted is that, feel, that muted coloration, less saturation. Is that just is a budgeting decision? That. Like, people here, like, or Hasbro's just like, yeah, you know what? We, we don't have that much of a budget for it. Or we're just trying to save money. And or they needed care. to deliver it quickly because they also worked quickly, which is why it looks so bad. And Watch we need it. to dig into 
the Nelson Shin connection a yeah, little bit more I'm because curious. obviously he directed Transformers the movie, yeah. but I he didn't use Acom as the animation studio. Oh god, though. can you imagine? He um, I think Toei is credited as we'll yes, have to go back yes. to that episode. But I think Toei I is credited right. as the animation oh, studio that was used for it. But no it'd be so, weird, I guess like You'd think he'd be nepotistic and use his own company. He probably knew better. Unless it could have been mandated. No. No. Yeah. We're we're doing this with Toei. So we're. So yeah. So yeah. I'm just look. Just just looking at stuff in here is just like. It's, it's got more fucked. of a Hanna Barbera feel to yeah, it, like, I think. It's, it's a little sillier. It's a less detailed, more cartoonish. Yeah. More cartoonish. Kind of yeah, everything's just fucked. The up. explosions and the gunfire aren't as cool and no. dynamic looking. It has less of what I would call what we kind of refer to as an anime feel. Yes. Doesn't have any of that. None of the dynamic stuff. Um, but that said, story wise, there's a lot of it's fun bananas. stuff. I think that my problem here. with it is that I I couldn't get past the animation because like I lo- I like comic books, but and maybe you know some some people would say this is not the way to enjoy comic books, but I if if I don't like the artwork, the story's not going to move. For me. me, I like that they just coincidentally had a banana storyline paired with this subpar animation. <laughs> Disgusting everything, garbage animation. Everything works together in the in the in the worst possible <laughs> right. way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a good pairing. It's a good pairing of a of a weird story it's a snowball and effect. weird animation. Okay. It's good stuff. That's oh, why I, I like it. I forgot to mention that though Acom is notorious for doing things on the cheap and all of its errors, they weirdly enough animated at a higher frame rate, a slightly higher frame rate, and so their animation is actually it's noticeable, but it's negligible at the same time. Right. But it's a little smoother than. Yeah. Um, it's just so overshadowed by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So getting into it, right at the beginning, Laserbeak appears on the scene, and he fires his lasers out of his eyeballs on a uh, an opening to a Ninja Turtle-style home base manhole cover. Yeah, yeah. Which levitate... He must have had Megatron's ion gun Levit- from the last episode. Oh, yeah. Does it work on... He energized that Things that aren't that boulders. Cover. And it just lifts up magically. <laughs> He ducks down in the tunnels beneath the surface. He eventually comes to another set of steel doors, which he fires on and open up and reveal. Is he? Is he just? Is, are his eyes just a garage door opener? Yeah, they are. <laughs> the doors open and reveal a goddamn Decepticon base. Here again, beneath see, the city of New York. Yeah, yeah, we see the Decepticons making a new temporary base. Yeah, but this temporary base has got some weird stuff going on. And it's man. giant. Oh yeah, it's as big as the the, the city Empire State Building. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, and, and as we'll see some. later, there's it's, tunnels that it's, it's it's tunnel the under city. the whole city. Yeah, I think this is what you're saying with the whole faster frame rate, Aaron, because we see Hook. That's no, not Hook. Um, gr- I can't this, remember his name. This lift, uh, but the, it the, drives up onto that lift very like super fast. Yeah, I think. but also the lift itself, like those extend, like the the, the scissor lifts. The scissor lifts. There's a that's a lot of scissors. That's a lot of scissors. <laughs> it's also supposedly later there's a scissor lift that supports the weight of the Empire State Building, yeah. which is yeah, great. Wouldn't be weird at all to have a whole structure that you've completed do, put on a lift and lift it up. Do we I ever, wouldn't do anything do for the structure, get, the foundation. Do we ever get the Empire State Building back in this episode? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's off camera. But it's, yeah. a, and it's a throwaway and it's, line. And it's only insinuated. It's exactly. It, it, it just gets put back up. 
Laserbeak okay. flies back into Soundwave's chest. We're reintroduced to the Constructicons who are building this base, and they aren't getting along at all. And it's kind of annoying. All kinds of bitching, nagging at each other. They they aren't a very collaborative team, if I may say. Yeah, it's true. This is this was weird. Like, um, Long Haul gets a bunch of detritus dumped into him, and he says. Which I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, he's, he is a dump truck. Uh, also, not according to Ryan. He's well, he's imitating one. And then but. Uh, hot on the heels of that, Mixmaster says, "Right, right, right, Mega, Mega, Megatron." And their their speech patterns are so bizarre. They're wacky. Which mm-hmm. I this is again. I just I don't understand why it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they make these characters extra. Mm-hmm. Megatron shows up on the scene and tells him to shut the fuck up <laughs> and finish the job. Seconds later, uh, the goddamn Empire State Building is sucked into the earth. Soon, all of uh, New York City will be Megatrons. I guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> I struggled with this. Yeah. Megatron's proportions are really weird, I've noticed, like, in this. They're just... They're puffier, maybe. Yeah. More car- yeah. I mean, again, and more cartoonish. What, I don't know why this bothers me so much, but they have all this, they've built this high tech, you know, you got the high tech metal paneling everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then that crumbles like rock. But yeah, but then they've, they've done that to the aspect that he's hitting the crumble. Like, and, why'd you even put it there to begin with? It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. just, it's just odd. It's, I will say now that you've mentioned that, Aaron, the animation is smooth. I guess I was just distracted by how cartoonish it's really and terrible. Car- it's it real is. cartoony. Yeah, it's it's very smooth. And even their movements are like you would expect to see like that. in like, like a what's going on there? Like a Hanna Bar that's like Nick's I think master. a filmation or Hanna Barbera. Yeah, definitely. Or this even the way they animate things like water or liquids, it it's just doesn't feel as cool no. as the the Toei. Yeah, it's not good. It's not as good. Like that shot. That shot is <laughs> terrible. Mm-hmm. Who did GoBots? I think Hanna Barbera did GoBots. I think that's right. So here's so the scheme is so far, the Decepticons are removing the Empire State Building and put another building in its place. Basically, what they do, which <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> instead of, dis- instead is of sink le- the Empire State Building into the ground uh-huh. and reformat it to be a Cybertronian building, and then and raise it, it back, back up. up. And they did all of that in like a day. Well, right. I, we've seen the Decepticons are very resourceful, so I'm not knocking their ability to do that, but it's just like... Oh. So there we go. The, the Empire State Building Whoa. is sinking into the ground. Bye. <laughs> I, I want to see a guy that's like on his lunch break, like walk out, walk up to me like, well, well that's that. And like nope, go guess home. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> We're back at Autobot headquarters. They're engaging the 24-hour news cycle. And after airing a puff piece about a Hasidic lemonade stand, we report that officials are baffled at what happened to the Empire State Building. But Prime ain't no fool. He commands B, Spike, Ironhide, Blue Streak, Ratchet, Trailbreaker, Wheeljack, Hound, Mirage, Sunstreaker, and Sideswipe. Let's all meet in Central Park. Okay, a couple things with that. You, Aaron, just made up that part about the lemonade stand. The reason I made that up. Is because they say meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, officials are baffled as to the cause of the disappearance of the world-famous Empire State Building. <laughs> and shout out to TF Wiki. They act as if it's not the first most important yeah, news story, it's not the to, top be, story. to be reported on. <laughs> They're like, and then 
they raised $14 for a little girl in a hospital. <laughs> Meanwhile, Empire State's building's gone, y'all. <laughs> right. The latter half of the team is cruising... Oh. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there's a bit where they roll out of the of their base, and Spike goes, um, "Hey, Bumblebee, wait for me," which we do not see him do on screen. Bumblebee does not wait for him, but then Spike, I guess, does grab get into him somehow. Yeah, but see, he just runs after him. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because when I first made the notes, it's uh, I wrote Bumblebee, wait for me, and then LOL, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as you said, Aaron. Uh, spark plug, tell Wheeljack and the others to meet us in Central Park, which is the vaguest instruction that there's ever been. For those who maybe uh, haven't been to New York or ever used Google Maps, <laughs> Central Park's not a small place. It's, it's enormous. Really big. <laughs> it's over 800 acres. It's very big. 1.3 square miles, 3.4 yes. kilometers. It's great. I w- I've been there. <laughs> You I know, walked I around actually, it. I actually have not been there. I've, I went there um, specifically because the building um, in Ghostbusters that uh, that Sigourney Weaver's character lives in it borders Central Park, and um, oh. also also the uh, the office of the doctor in Rosemary's Baby, I think, is off Central Park. Anyway, I did a lot of filming locations when I was there. Uh-huh. There was a lot of fascination with New York in a certain way back in the 80s. I mean, it was... Prom- there continues to be. It's I, sort I don't of, think it's ever I mean, fallen out of favor. Did, uh, 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 you're I right. Giuliani you're right. didn't coin the term America's city. At, in the know. 70s and 80s, New York was a garbage dump. Well, it, it, in, a, in, a, in like 1976, it, it was on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, there was a lot of blocks of derelict buildings and... Um, it was filthy... Yeah, filthy. There was garbage strikes. It was super hyper violent. It was very violent, and so. But there, then you've got this romanticized appeal about the New York in the seventies, where like I don't understand like, <laughs> the grit, the grit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Serpico Watch taxi type driver. Shit. Well, people that yeah, exactly. So taxi drivers a good one. Mean streets. Um, Warriors. I read the, Beast, the Warriors is fan. Yep. Well, Warriors. Um, what's the other one I'm thinking about? I think of the Godfather movies escape, as well. You got Escape from New York, where they finally just <laughs> that like, was set in 1997. I know, but that no, I know they, it's filmed in a way where like they're, the trajectory of New York is that it's just they're just gonna wall it off. <laughs> yeah, we just watched that the other night. I mean, we'd seen it a bunch of times, it's but that was one. filmed in '81, set in '97. I'm like, why not stretch it out a bit? It was but filmed. Anyway. In, it was filmed in St. Louis. Was it? Yeah. So you know that's the, about what St. Louis looks like now. <laughs> well, that's what St. Louis looked like in the '80s. Like, it was just cheaper to film there, like the. The bridge scene was the, uh, is a it's the Chain of Rocks Bridge, and oh. you can walk on it. And then there's a scene uh, with the movie theater. That's the Fox Theater. Oh wow! Oh, okay, like, uh, it wow. Is the exterior shot, and then the the fighting the the, the fighting the boxing ring scene. Mm-hmm. That's Union Station. Interesting. No it was wow, abandoned at the time. So they filmed a lot of the shots from Escape from New York in St. Louis. So Lawrence. Union Station was abandoned at the time? Were there not yeah. trains coming into no, there? No, no. I guess Union Station is just the Metrolink now, though. There's it, no they like, just, big There was no longer there. passenger train service okay. like working that way, really. Huh. I'll have to tell Wes that. Her mom's St. from St. Louis. St. Louis was super bombed out. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Like, Yeah, New York. I think in the 80s, there was kind of, you know, they were trying to get over that. That, yeah, that hump and like you know, I love I love New York. You know, I have just, some notes on that later. You say I love New York. That was part of that. That was part of the campaign. To, trying to get it back from the brink of 
collapse. It's yeah, it's been it, a while since I've read the book, uh, but uh, the book, The Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. he goes into how some key insight into turning the city around centered on graffiti in subways specifically. And they made it a point to clean up graffiti mm -hmm. as soon as it appeared on subway carts because that somehow or another went an extra long way, contributed more than you would ever think to people's perception and uh -huh. and just the way that they acted in the city. Like it, sure. like cleaning up the city helped clean up the city. Which I think honestly has gone yeah. in the opposite direction now where it's like um, – I saw some stuff about there were there was a I don't know if it was New York but like a a, a train or a car that was graffitied but it's gorgeous and mm -hmm. like people are like I'd much rather see that than some corporate advertising sure but it's there's it's there's a different levels there, yeah no all, I know I know sure. I'm saying that, that, that that's an example but like right. yeah in the, it, people it was not a nice the subway was not a nice place well, right. that's where the angels came from the the, the guardian vigilante angels. group mm -hmm. guardian angels yeah the guardian but angels but also not that you know. Like now that kind of scene is romanticized in a way where like because it's really super expensive sure. to live in Manhattan now, whereas mm -hmm. during that point in time, it was not. And if, if I'd go in a time machine, I would buy up a bunch of property <laughs> in Manhattan because it was super fucking cheap. Our friend, our friend uh, of the show, Ben Bunch, like he lives in Brooklyn now and he's been there for he's been there for fi like 15 plus years. And, um, you know, it was a lot better when he moved into he lived in Manhattan for a while and then it just got too expensive and they moved to Brooklyn along with a lot of other people. Brooklyn is a lot more gentrified than it used mm -hmm. to be. Yeah, it's getting that way. It has become a lot more expensive. So people now are really romanticizing that that more down and dirty non corporatized there's like an authenticity to it that's right that's there's an attraction to it it's like it used to be more in their mind well there's also thing. like during the late 70s like the son of sam era there were like three thousand cops for all in new york and like at one point i think a quarter of them were working on the son of sam case and it was like so just no violent crimes were getting investigated because sure. they had no money. The, right. There was no money for the cops. And so you couldn't even uh, call in a crime. You had to code down to the department and report it. So yeah. it's like it was it was a crazy, dangerous place to be. So, well, so we mentioned that. And since we're on this yeah. New York conversation here, uh -huh. Central Park is where they're headed. Yeah. Right. And a couple stats about Central Park. Central Park was particularly dangerous this t point in time yeah. in New York's history as well, uh, particularly at night. I mean, mm -hmm. there is a general rule. You don't go to Central Park at night. In 1921, there were... What, 1921, is that right? I, I might have to go back and look this up. I, my notes say 1921, mm -hmm. but I thought think I meant 1971. Oh, hey. Ryan cutting in here again. Just to say that Aaron means eight... Not 18. Oh, fuck. 1981, not 19... 21 nor 1971. Oh, good Lord. Just talking about Central Park. There's a Rolling Stones song called Miss You from the, from the mid-70s. And there's a part where he goes, um, I've been walking Central Park, singing after dark. People think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be 1971. We'll go back to it. I can't imagine it. why you'd include 1921. I know, me either. That's why I think it was in 1981. 731 robberies in Central Park that year. In 2011, there were only 17 robberies. Wow. So it goes to show how it was cleaned up. And all that said, 
it it looks like in 2019 there were actually 20 robberies um, in Central Park. So it's the crime has actually started to go up marginally. I mean, there also was the first murder in Central Park in 17 years. Oh wow! In 2019, that wasn't me. I wasn't know? even there. <laughs> I wasn't even there. <laughs> actually, the I was there. <laughs> Depending on when that, that was in 2019 I, that you went. To yeah, we. Oh, went that's after, right. After DC, after DC, after TFCon, West and I went to New York for a couple of days. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. You both are in on it. <laughs> we got your well, our eyes are on you. <laughs> Did you just? Was it for some shoes, some sneakers? Oh, the robber or the murder? Yeah. Uh, re- no revenge. Okay. All right. We'll Wrath. We'll get into that in another episode. The Autobots, the later half of the team, is cruising through the upper New York Bay when Laserbeak spies them. And they, well, they know it's happening, and they're like, there's nothing we can do about it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and they're, they using their, they're using their hydrofoils, yes. as we saw back in the Ultimate Doom. That is the, what, second time we've seen them use this? Yep. Okay. APDC episode number 115. Laserbeak goes back to Megatron and reports the Autobots are headed for Central Park. Don't know how he knows that, but whatever. Megatron says he's going to send a welcoming committee. The main group of Autobots, Optimus Prime, Ironhide, There's apparently no traffic traffic problems. Not at this point. Nope. Mm -hmm. Too expensive to animate. (laughs) (laughs) The Autobots arrive in Central Park. At least, so there's... I need to articulate this. There's two groups of Autobots. Mm -hmm. You've got the group that consists of, who is it? Wheeljack. uh, Prime, Bumblebee. Well, no, Wheeljack and Mirage. And let's go here. Sideswipe. We'll just back it up, back it up, because my daddy taught me good. Yeah, I think it's Sideswipe, Sunstreaker, Wheeljack, Mirage, and Hound. Yep. So they're taking one path over 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 the water. water. And then the rest of the group, which is Bumblebee, Spike, Ironhide, Blue Streak, Ratchet, Trailbreaker, they are taking the road. Yes. So you got two groups of Autobots converging on Central Park. The ones that get to Central Park first are the Primes group of Autobots. So they're at Central Park waiting around for the other guys, but the Decepticons know that they're there and um, they show up. <laughs> And they show the first thing they do to to engage is frenzy appears and reminds them that being in Central Park can be hazardous to your health. So there's oh, a little, so there's the, where the crime a little comes reference oh, to yeah. that. The Autobots transform to engage. Rumble and Frenzy use their pile drivers to shake the ground, which proves very effective against Ironhide. Let's watch. Uh, well, first, start, shock or Soundwave shoots Bumblebee in the ass, <laughs> and he flies out of frame. <laughs> Everyone just looks just standing around. <laughs> Ironhide falls over as if his ankles were tied together. That is a gif. We got to nab that before out of context does. So fucking stupid. Um, yeah, that is like a Chilean soccer flop. <laughs> what? I don't get that reference. I don't get it. Soccer is a notorious sport for people faking injuries ah. and faking fouls and things Shots like that. Shots fired at but football. Strangely enough, the American soccer teams don't employ that technique as much, and some people wonder if that hurts our success in the World Cup, that we should flop more. 
Mm, no, I don't want that. Not this, not this nation. Not America. No. USA, USA. <laughs> we we, flop we in, don't flop. No, we flop. We're gonna flop in everything in else. In anything, yeah. <laughs> we flop in the, the detrimental ways, yes. like politics. We flop so hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, underneath the park, Scavenger busts up the roof okay. of their facility. <laughs> Which creates a hole underneath Optimus Prime. Ryan, you seem to be Did ready. Did you want to about- talk oh, about the cell my- layering error? The, the, yeah. I, I, you talk about all of it. No, that's it. It's just whenever scavenger, the cracks yeah, yeah scavenger overlap is, is breaking up of the ceiling, and the 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 cracks are in front of his body. Yes. so it's like the top layer, yeah. and so it's it looks layer like number one it, of seven thousand. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like the cracks are across your television screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even notice it until right now when we were watching. Oh, yeah. And they know right where Prime is standing. Yeah, yeah. that's another, like, I, I guess. This is where I was going to bring in my conversation a okay. little bit. But um, we, we can fast forward to, we can get up to the point where Prime actually Prime falls. falls. Okay, so they're busting up the ceiling, creating a hole perfectly underneath Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. who's uh, engaged with Soundwave. Sound doing wave. a pretty good job, yeah. a little body slam action oh. there. And oh. then underneath, we see the scavenger's bucket I guess. Um, just carry... Optimus Prime down underneath Although the, the ground, shot. and then we <laughs> see <laughs> him fall. Can you play this Un- is very unexplained. Can you play the audio of him falling? Because it's just great. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that was Prime <laughs> chucking sound wave. And, and sound wave making a noise. Making that weird noise. <laughs> Hearing it through headphones is a whole different yeah. experience than when I'm just watching it on the screen. It's a whole right. new world. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> what a glorious Peter fall Cullen yell. is the master. <laughs> so in this episode, there's a lot of people falling in the holes. Yes, that that's are, true. That are, you know... And it it put, sent me down a tangent, kind of stemming from more than meet the pod. Uh, made a comment on their episode um, from Plague of Insecticons um, six weeks ago or eight weeks ago, yes, or whatever. That they were asking about uh, quicksand, and they asked if there's quicksand in Missouri. Mm-hmm. There is, but it's it occurs when there's low water levels on our big rivers like the Missouri and the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's really irrelevant. It sent me down a, another <laughs> I was like, well what does what do we have? What threat? We have sinkholes. Oh that's oh, true. For sure. We have like so like that's faster than quicksand and way st- more dangerous. So you know similar to the robots falling into holes in the ground here, Missouri's got like over like at least 11,000 documented sinkholes. If there's a sinkhole story that makes national news, there's an 88% chance it's in Missouri. Missouri has a lot of caves, a lot of caverns. Right. And there is, there's been a couple like Nixa itself, our hometown has had, has multiple sinkholes and there's been a couple of newsworthy Mm -hmm. sinkholes. One right by my mother's house. That is correct. That is one of them. Uh, In your old neighborhood. That is correct. So, but uh, like, one of them, before I get to that one, is there was one was uh, opened up by the Nixa Junior High track. Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, the Nixa School District, so the, the, the report goes, the Nixa School District says it requested an expert to look at a sinkhole that opened up near the track of the junior high school. School leaders 
say they will measure the sinkhole to determine the next step. <laughs> so, um, what year was this? Abandoned. This the has school. been within the past like five years. Okay. There was like literally by the track, like a, a hole opened up in the for ground. those no, no follow up so far. For those who don't like. know, what a sinkhole is is oh, whenever yeah. there is an underground cavern, a yes. cave basically, and the uh, ground above it becomes unstable or saturated with water and caves in and collapses and anything that's above that falls into that hole. Right. That one that's minor in comparison to the one that Aaron's talking about. So on my childhood street and then Aaron's uh, mom Sorry to moved put the lead that. way up top. That's okay. You didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> so you just went ahead and started saying things. Um like three houses down from my childhood home, um there was a house and half the house fell into the ground. Shit. Did you wear this? No. You've not seen you pictures of this? I don't even, at this point, I don't even read sinkhole stories. It was yeah, huge this, national this news. This was in 2006. Yeah. And so there, we, his name was uh, Norm uh, Scribner. We call him Judge Scribner because he was a judge, apparently. But <laughs> so from, from the, from, directly from the article, Norm Scribner's just happy it wasn't his living room, which is where <laughs> the Nixa resident says he was when he heard his garage driveway and 2001 chevrolet cavalier plummet 75 feet into a sinkhole at 8:30 a.m around noon on august 14th more of the house gave way cracking in half and leaving the exposed Jesus. kitchen dangling above the 60 foot wide hole still growing at that point and they've filled it in since then mm-hmm. but the man the man first thought that like there was like uh, a tornado or something hitting he, he mm-hmm. thought like something had hit his house and he mm-hmm. was so when he returned from the from like hiding he came to the like to the edge of his kitchen and his house the rest of his house and his car had fallen into the missing ground. um google it really quick Aaron. Mm-hmm. i want to show ryan just he bit. must have had a gambling problem they couldn't why i mean a judge driving a cavalier chevy cavalier oh no. i see yeah, right right <laughs> yeah uh, i had that they in high couldn't school. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get that car out of there like it's still I there. I do like how they mention the car. Like that's specifically one of the problems. Right. I like how they. He has no car now. Yeah. Swallowed half well, the goddamn ter- house. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it get, happens like that. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the other thing. I, it, I you played, never know. And I, I played. I mean, I played. Look at that. I played on that street. I mean, what if it was just like a few feet further over? It's well. Mad. This is why you just never relax. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. But, Head on a swivel. Nixon now does have an, an annual holiday on sinkholes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, you didn't know like that? Like Sucker Day? Yeah. You, you, you don't know about this? I don't read the news. It's it's called Sinkhole de Mayo. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Was all this just to get to that? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I curse you. I would like to thank More Than Meets the Pod for inspiring <laughs> this long sad. setup. We definitely need to post some pictures of sinkholes yeah. in relation to this episode. So there you go. So I think Optimus... <laughs> Actually, we're not even in relation so to this episode. It we almost, should just start so doing it. O- essentially, Optimus falls into a fucking sinkhole. Created One by the created by scavengers. By the, sure. the constructor yes. gods. That's what happens. We didn't even cover the the fact that scavenger is at a certain level. Like he's yeah. busting up something that is at the extreme of his own height, which will just make it up and say is maybe forty feet. But then Prime is falling hundreds of feet all yeah. of a sudden yeah the ground up and he's down at the ground. Yeah, it makes no sense. The Decepticons base is under the entire city. 
Yeah. Prime falls a hundred feet, and Megatron. He he lands by the way in um to what long haul? Long haul. Just perfectly lands in long haul. The bed the bed of his truck form. Megatron walks toward Optimus Prime with what can only be described as like a red rocket dildo. Well, I, uh, oh, I I like that, but I was thinking a fire like a little rocket of a firework. But I um I like where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I said dildo. You did. It does look like it has a twisty end. It's like where a sharpie. It's, it's like a red sharpie marker to me. But he didn't <laughs> take the cap off. He didn't take the cap off. <laughs> then he flies out of that hole. Well, he, 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 he gives a couple zaps yeah, flies to out Optimus Prime's abdomen. And then he gets giddy. Which well, disables his motor skills. I guess, yeah. That's that's what we're led to believe. There's, and there's next to it, there's Judge Scribner smoking a cigar going, <laughs> not again. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this yeah. shit. He would smoke a cigar. It was great. It's like the movie Home Alone. Wherever Kevin goes, the same thing happens to yes, him. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> he flies out of the hole and warns all the Autobots... <laughs> To basically get the fuck out of here, or they'll never see their leader again. From now on, Optimus Prime and this city belong to me. Such a weird threat. Get out of here, you'll never see Optimus Prime again. Like, what is your plan? To release him at some point? Yeah. If they do leave New York? The Autobots, anytime Prime is even remotely threatened, they're like, okay. They just do it's whatever true. Megatron says. Well, they hang around for a little bit. It's kind of awkward. Megatron commands Scrapper to activate the lift at that point, and that's where we see his new version of the Empire State Building is revealed to the world. So it's like he wants the Autobots to see this. The whole time, the Autobots are just standing around so, watching all this happen. Right here, we're at um, 620, approximately, whenever Soundwave speaks. Mm -hmm. I cannot understand what he says. Oh, I guess we'll give it a listen. Okay, I got it that time. Did you guys hear, understand it? <laughs> yeah. Scrapper or something? Scrapper is ready, mighty Megatron. Yeah, it's very hard to understand. I like how when... Megatron's flying and he says, Belongs to me. He, he points, points at his, his face. <laughs> belongs face. to me. Yeah, and then we have this weird, like, freeze frame where the the, the, the new uh, tower nice. comes up. It's good. Mm -hmm. And then it just starts being animated and rises out of the out of the base. Looks like something you see in Dubai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like a cyber, new Cybertronian. I, I think the, the new, I think the new um, Cybertron. You're all for it? Fucking well, A, man. That's pretty good. Bring, yeah. it, bring it on. I got to yeah. hand it to Megatron. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he's, he's helping clean up New York. Megs mm -hmm. can get it done. Yeah. yeah. I would say that Megatron probably is helping contribute to cleaning up New York. He got rid of that graffiti on the subway, too. Right. Yeah. The Autobots, they are hanging around. I mean, they're literally... Megatron is still in the park. Nobody's attacking Megatron. They're just watching in awe. <laughs> Megatron threatens if the Autobots interfere, they'll melt Prime down for paper clips. And that's where we go to commercial. Back from commercial, mm -hmm. humans and Autobots are evacuating oh the Big Apple. They're getting out of there mm -hmm. per Megatron's command. <laughs> they just take an exit ramp. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh! Before that, we do see a shot inside a Bumblebee. Whose seats are no longer pink, but no. everything else is. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> his seats are shit brown, but uh, his entire interior is pink. And mm -hmm. then we get an off ramp 
off of the bridge, which mm-hmm. is not into the river. It just presumably. goes into the Hudson. Yeah. yeah. They just float around on the Was it Hanna Barbera that was the original Sea Lab? Uh I think so. Yeah, why? That's what it reminds me of. The it's animation. Just the style of animation. It's low Hanna quality. Barbera, yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's low quality. All right. I mean I know we've covered it ad nauseum. It just hit it's, me. Uh, uh, right. FYI, the Brooklyn Bridge does not have an exit ramp. <laughs> Thanks for doing that research. <laughs> yes. Wheeljack and his crew are lamenting that they weren't able to connect with Optimus Prime and the others. And there was a funny voice error there at that point because we hear Ironhide speak and he wouldn't be hanging out with Wheeljack. He was with the other group. So mm-hmm. it was a weird random. There's a few fun audio ones. The best one's coming up, though. Uh, audio errors. Back at the Decepticon's mm-hmm. new base, Megatron is gloating to Optimus Prime. Go look, look at Megatron's hand. Another, another cell layering error. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Megatron is standing over Prime in long like, It makes it look like he's standing on him as a little tiny man. He does mm-hmm. look tiny because Megatron's hand overlaps Prime's smokestack on the left shoulder. <laughs> there's a lot of layering. Megatron, this is uh, paused at 744, and Megatron's hips are... Th- everything's everything's mm-hmm. big and weird. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Megatron's going to take over New York next the rest of North America, which is a weird... Why stop there? He usually says the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, okay, maybe that didn't work with he, the solar spear or the solar should, needle. He should just say the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah, he's like, maybe I'll walk it back a little bit. We'll, we'll move from Manhattan into Brooklyn, maybe take over the whole island. Go over to Bayonne, oh. up New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, maybe get Long Island a little bit. Yeah. He's yeah. like, not Staten Island. Not, yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about I'm that. Not, I'm not going there. Every time they mention the Bronx, their eyes roll. <laughs> then we'll go upstate. You know, they should Yonkers. Have, it's too bad they don't have like a New York character in this. Like, an, a, yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you guys doing? I, I think it would be cool if they would have introduced uh, like an Autobot taxi cab. Like, that would have been cool, in, or even like they do in some of the other attitude. episodes, like with Luisa, like a native yeah, yeah. Of, of New like, York. That would have been neat. Yo, follow me. Yeah. Hey, yo, hey, you don't want to go over there. Go that's there. that's not. You don't get the good. You don't get the good canole yeah. that way. Well, like the mafia. So they've got like it's like mafia. That would have been fucking interesting. Now we have Wheeljack. If the mafia is, was working with Decepticons, Wheeljack yes. is more yeah. Jersey though, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know any of But he's upstate things. Jersey, or he's like northern Jersey. He's, he's close to the city. I don't know those differentiators. I can't pinpoint what Chris Lott is doing with that one. but Or I would have liked it if they, if like a side plot would have... Like Bumblebee gets mistaken as a taxi cab, and he keeps getting try, they keep trying to hail him and get inside <laughs> of him, and they're like, take me to JFK. And he's like, I don't know what to do, and then falls <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> that would have been good. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Drives into the river, yeah. which we'll see. He's in the river pretty soon. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they did take an off-ramp into the river. Holy shit. Is that what they did? Well, yeah. Spike says, I have an idea. Take a left, which they do not. They take a right, <laughs> and then they drive onto the off-ramp of the Brooklyn Bridge into the river. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah. Here we have uh, Hook with a lightsaber. That was a pretty smooth transformation. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, hook transforming into robot mode was pretty sweet. The the it's cells awesome. over Prime's eyes are a little <laughs> bit off aligned. at the seven fifty at the seven fifty mark. Yeah, so, it's a smooth transition, but, but into something like, that looks like shit. It's almost yeah. like Play-Doh. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching Play-Doh transform. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't impress me much. 
Yeah. You're a real Shania Twain. <laughs> I, like, I like how he's like straddling his legs there. Yeah, they're going it's to true. trib. At 8.02, Prime and Hook are about to scissor on down. I made the trib joke. I don't you know what a that? trib is. Trib I, know, is I know what a scissor oh, is. Trib is scissor. I'm sorry, you're more up on the official names of, the, of hey, the lesbian sex positions. If you think I'm not on X videos doing research for this podcast... And my friends... Help, I'm stuck in an oven. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I'm under the bed, stepson. <laughs> I just wanted the honey. <laughs> oh, God, it's a witty the poo porn. <laughs> He's, he wanted to get oh, rabbit's honey. My tum-tum-tummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, this was good. We did a good job. No, we didn't. <laughs> Megatron is concerned about Prime's potential for the continental cock blocking, if you will. And he commands Hook to hack up Optimus Prime like some kind of pork-based primal. And you see, this is witty because in the meat industry, (laughs) a primal is a cut of meat that is initially separated from the carcass of an animal during butchering. And additionally, a subprimal is the next cut after the primal, larger than a steak or a roast, but smaller than a side. Uh, and that is what is generally shipped to your local butcher so or like, packer for so like further what, processing. So it's almost as if you work in in the meat industry. But <laughs> I'm just a big fan of meat. Oh, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. So what's hanging up in like in Rocky, which he punches, is like a primal. That's and a then primal. whenever that gets disseminated, it's mm-hmm. a subprimal. That's correct. And all of that nice. is funny because Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal. Oh, from Beast that's Wars. Actually, kind of fucking interesting. I that mean, is. I know they were doing primal to mean an animal. No, but that's but you guys just actually made sense <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever. Maybe Transformers Reanimated can write a script about the Autobots interacting with the meat industry. <laughs> I was hoping, and that they can include the Beast Wars characters because technically Beast Wars is G one, right? Uh, I was hoping that the yeah, I mean, kind of. I, I was hoping you were going where they would interact with Rocky Balboa. Like they'd have like a crossover. I feel I know that Rocky is in some comic books. I don't G.I. Joe. Okay, it is G.I. That's it. That's G.I. Joe. I knew it was in a Marvel book and I couldn't remember if it was Transformers yeah, or G.I. Joe. He just runs into a mess of Cobra with cobra, his boxing just gloves. Punches him up. <laughs> so here we yes, we lightsaber. have we have long uh-huh. haul with Mace Windu's lightsaber. Because it's purple? Yep. Oh, good can I didn't. This might have more to connection. do with Nelson Shin's involvement, you know? It could be. Interesting. Yes. I mean, but it's true, but like there are also Star Wars yeah, sound yeah, effects throughout. They've been ripping off from that sound bank since mm-hmm. Episode One. Yeah, but the visual side of it. So is they new. cut up. They cut him up. Mm-hmm. Hook just, finishes the job. It's disturbing. Long haul carelessly dumps a whole it, pile of prime parts just on the it, ground. It isn't disturbing to me in a way because he's still okay. I guess it's true. Yeah, like, it I'm makes it like, okay. What, the, what what is this? It's, like, <laughs> it's Weird. Megatron picks up Optimus Prime's head. It is weird to me how he fiddles with the He's wires. Yes, the wires. and then yes. Optimus Prime uh, comes online. It it's like so. Does that mean that you can do that for any Transformer? No, just this one <laughs> time, just and not in time. the movie. Oh, certainly not. So electricity connects. It flows through Optimus Prime's brain. He says that as long as he has any power at all, he will fight Megatron. And this is where we see that apparently he has Bluetooth ability Mm -hmm. to 
connect to his arms, which yes. grab Megatron's ankles, kind of Evil Dead 2 style. How did they move like that? Eh, not important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that freaks Megatron out. He disconnects the power and tells the Constructicons, get rid of all of Optimus Prime's parts as they see fit, and he's going to hang on to the head. Yeah. And and in my mind, he's gonna he could do all kinds of fucked up stuff with that head. Mm-hmm. Oh no, like Ed Kemper style, possibly yes, or just play basketball with it. <laughs> Ed or, Kemper decapitated his mother I, and fucked her yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I wasn't up on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was trying to. Her mouth. I was trying. Oh I was, yeah. I was quickly A trying lot. to. Do, I was quickly trying to move it to basketball, <laughs> but nope. Ryan pulled it right back over there. How do you know so much about Ed Kemper? Because he's talked about it before. <laughs> has he? I don't remember yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. Oh, come mm-hmm. on. Go ahead. I wondered. Why not just kill Optimus? Yeah. Sorry. No, I, you're right, though. I didn't mean to interrupt that, you. That you're absolutely to, right. But that goes back to the old like uh, uh, Austin Powers. Like, here he is. Shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you just don't get it, Scott. <laughs> and it, yeah, they, he, he, he won't because. Well, maybe. And again. You just don't get it, Ryan. To get to wiggity about it but like there may be a part of like megatron that's like without prime what am i like i don't really necessarily want to conquer the galaxy i just i i this rivalry is what i want that tension yeah that would be really cool if that That feels like a weird thing to base an existence on he's like holding prime's head Uh, yeah it could get really fucking weird like I can't, get, you know, like it could get really weird. He always he wants so the potential for Prime to be able to come back. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I can't wait to get to season three because isn't that part of what drives Galvatron insane? Uh, uh, what the the thought that Optimus Prime is gone and dead and oh, I kind of do remember something like that. You may be all right. Well, I mean, we'll get there in I, two years. I just see like Megatron like taking his Optimus's head and like like just start like opening up to it in a weird way like ta- I can see that talking and and confessing things and saying oh yeah he could just stuff. be himself yeah he can be and 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 Optimus is powerless to just receive that information but you know and a weird yeah a very weird situation where um, oh you're, yeah, you're, you're you're getting you're getting Shakespearean on it, you know. In Absolutely, a weird way. I, that's actually uh, he's, a fascinating like idea for uh, like a you know a limited <laughs> series. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. We, we we got that. Do you think <laughs> that's T M A P D C? Yeah, T M A P D C. But we'll license the idea out to Transformers Reanimated. Ex- absolutely, to <laughs> actually do the work. Because <laughs> I don't got time. In, make it interesting. I wonder if there's any connection to this visually to those early Marvel episodes where you might recall very early in the series, mm-hmm. Shockwave w- wins the war. He he fucks up the Decepticons and the Autobots in one major move, and he keeps Optimus Prime's head yep. disconnected from his body. He's trying to suck the creation matrix out of Optimus Prime, which is the analogous to what becomes the matrix of leadership mm-hmm. in the cartoon series. I wonder if there's any callback to this. Cause this was produced way after that. I, I had that note too. This is what it reminded me of. It's the, it's issue five through eight. So like you said, basically picking up after the limited run mm-hmm. um, where, yeah, prime is just a head kept by shockwave and he actually mentally transfers the creation matrix to Buster Witwicky. The spike analog. Yes. Although spike, Exists in that universe too. He does. He but later not becomes... for like eight years. Right, and he's an asshole. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a college boy. 
Yeah. Although by the time they introduced it, maybe I'm just exaggerating in my head how long that Marvel series ran for. I mean, it started in 84. It had, what, 85 issues or something like that? Um, if his brother who was in... By the time his brother came back from college, which was after the Headmaster days, he sh- still should have been fucking around the house as a <laughs> high school student, like an older high school student. Well, there are only 12 issues a year. I think they were doing two per month for a little while. Mm. Mm. They did 80 nope. issues. <laughs> What's 80 divided by 12? We're going to say I don't know. 10 issues. <laughs> if they were doing it monthly, it would have been going on for Holy almost 10 shit. years. Holy <laughs> shit. This is pointless. It is. The Autobots are sneaking into the city through the sewers. Ryan, you're right. It doesn't like they exit oh. in the off ramp and they're in the water. And Spike is in the East River. <laughs> it's in the East River. So this is just more proof that he is immortal and impervious because he's swimming in the most polluted river in well. on the eastern seaboard. And he's sitting on Bumblebee's head. Uh, <laughs> why? Also, this continues. For a while, where he's just mm-hmm. fucking sitting on Bumblebee's head. <laughs> this is a little piggyback ride. It's nice. I like it. I guess it's for efficiency. Yeah. Um, efficiency. I would. If I was hanging out with those guys, I would want to. Not. He would just drag behind if he was walking through. I mean, it's ankle deep to ratchet. But yeah, that but means spike, it'd be waist deep. It's to a spike. kid. It's no. a kid. It's a kid thing. Kids love the piggy piggyback ride. But that's not a <laughs> piggyback ride. That's riding on his shoulders. That's not piggyback. That's up on the shoulders. Like it's kids like getting love ready that. for a chicken fight. They're even yeah. taller. Just like riding around. They're like tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Kids love that. Right. My boys love that. I think it's just to get them moving faster. That too. I. That's why I put the kids on my shoulders. Well, and I mean, if it's that's beautiful. true, animation wise, just make the water lower. Or okay. just have him up on Bumblebee's shoulder. Who gives a fuck, Ryan? I just What's think it's weird. <laughs> it's super weird. We've never seen it before. It's very well, it strange. Makes, it makes, if you look at it proportionally, he looks enormous. I mean, like. You're right. No, he's, he's almost about the right size. You think? He's oh. not, Bumblebee's not that much taller than Spike. Okay. I guess Bumblebee gets bigger when he transforms. It well, yeah. the The animation of these characters is very changeable. We can't, but we, we can't, can't litigate this. this. <laughs> the Autobots they're sneaking into the city through the sewers. They're paranoid, very paranoid about being seen, and are under the belief that if spotted, Megatron will kill Optimus Prime. Again, why would you just not assume that he's already killed Optimus Prime? But to more safely scout, Mirage goes invisible. And goes ahead of the group to see what's going on. We transition. <laughs> Arguably the most advantageous skill of any Autobot. <laughs> right. True. And they use it quite a bit to with uh, success every time, really. I, I did like the note that um, Hound says that he is able to track, quote unquote, Mr. Invisible in stealth mode. So Hound can follow him. Oh, that's, that's how cool. they do that. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Hound is always able to random. I mean, he's Hound. He's a tracker. He's always able to randomly track. So he's able to randomly track Optimus Prime, which will come into play later. The Constructicons at this point are creatively crafting with Optimus's appendage. Yeah, Megatron just gave him the parts and was like, "Do whatever, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> like, Get, you guys have fun. How, the, like he Tim gunned, make it work. <laughs> it's a make it work moment. The final part, the, so they they let us know that they've handled everything except for this rigamortist arm <laughs> of Optimus Prime, right right arm that's just gripping a rifle. It has yet to be leveraged here in whatever kind of creative exercises they're doing. So they transform and drive off into the city, having some kind of plan for it. Super secret. 
plan that's really reasonable and isn't dumb at all. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about yet, Ryan. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> don't, there's no apology necessary. No, I'm, Aaron, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Spike's still riding Bumblebee's head. <laughs> no. We do transition to the next scene. Hound B, the team. <laughs> Spike, Spike up this top. Is, Spike is the first headmaster. <laughs> It's real basic, but yeah. <laughs> it is weird the way he's riding him, too, with his legs almost crossed over his neck. Yeah, because it's not like he's riding his shoulders. He's on his fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't seem comfortable because Bumblebee's head is pointy. Anywho, I got to get off this. Mirage lets the team know. It's all clear ahead, and Hound indicates that he's got conflicting data coming in on Optimus Prime. He's not in front of them anymore. He's behind them. What could that even mean? And that, but out of nowhere, a red and blue robotic crocodile appears from the sewage. It savagely pursues the Autobots, who lure it into an abandoned subway car, get it stuck, and send that croc cart to Coney Island. And they very casually saunter away from it. <laughs> like, they do not seem that concerned. Oh, you're right. They're just kind of like, uh, God, the laser okay. fire is so it's shitty terrible. looking in this Mirage episode. is firing at the, the Alligatacon, and it's bad. Guys, I'm. This might be a long shot here, but do you th that alligator looked like it was made from familiar parts? You shut your stupid mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> I yeah, they really telegraph it. <laughs> this, <laughs> it also has an Autobot symbol on it. <laughs> this obviously is a reference. There was a, a this big urban legend in mm, the '80s yes. about. Alligators, alligators in, the in the sewers, particularly in New York City. New York right. City sewers, yeah. And the, they would say that people would have pet alligators. First of all, who had pet alligators in New York City? I'm sure people did. Uh, I don't know about New York City, Maybe but a if, couple of weirdos. If you watch Dangerous Liaisons, is it Dangerous Liaisons? Or? There's the there's a day. there's a show about people who have crazy people who have dangerous animals, and some people do keep alligators, but they don't flush them down the toilet, no, which but is the urban not, legend. But they're not going to be a full-size alligator. But for I played a show the other night, and there's a tattoo parlor that's opened up next to it, and we're back behind the building, and we look, I look over, because there's these, this tattoo parlor's moved in, and there's, a light, there's a, 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 an aquarium in this window, and I look in the aquarium, and all of a sudden I see movement, and it's an alligator in this aquarium. That swimming. seems irresponsible. I understand, but I'm saying, so that could easily happen easily happen people have aquariums with alligators in them in new york that was there ever in reality ever an account of an alligator being in a sewer in new york i do City? not think so there are okay. accounts oh of who's keeping an alligator for the three weeks that it takes to get from the size you got it to where it could still fit down a toilet yeah <laughs> like i give up <laughs> see you later alligator Is it like when people get baby chickens or ducks for <laughs> thanks oh, <Caleb>. god <laughs> wow the biggest reaction i've ever seen they get into the worst, weirdly painted sub like who like the the subway car is painted weird. Like look when they it open looks like it, an yeah, army. It's, it's bad. like it was Vehicle. colored in with a magic marker mm -hmm. somehow. I've and never, it's weird. It doesn't match anything. Yeah, the colors are real bad. And then like Hound makes a joke about where it's going, and he says the last stop is the river, which is not a subway stop, but whatever. It it's it's like the subway car is drawn really. Or it does say, look like it's colored by colored pencil. It's colored really bad. It's just bad watercolors, I think, is what it is. Like, are they were they instructed like, or make it look as dirty as possible? I think it was just like as fast as possible. <laughs> I 
it's just weird. It was really weird. But that it, they, I mean, they didn't do it to other animated elements. Though. I know it just it, it doesn't match. No, none of this else. looks bad. <laughs> but the quality of that quality of that sub that one was car, particularly egregious. Weird. Yeah, they definitely had kids doing it. Mm. <laughs> oh no, no. no, without a doubt, no. So you're pretty close here. We are at about uh, eleven minutes twenty seconds. Where Michael Bell delivers Scrapper's line. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just tell us where we are. We're at eleven. The Decepticons and the Constructicons—they're out in the city, mm-hmm. tearing shit up, rebuilding shit. Everybody's having a great old time. Even Starscream is feeling the good vibes and is giving gratitude to Megatron because this place is starting to feel like home. Mm-hmm. And so the Constructicons, particularly Scrapper, is 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 moving some garbage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Bell's delivery. It... Look, Megatron, if the Autobots ever drive down this street, they'll be riding down their own grave. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't basic, sound evil at all. It doesn't sound like Scrapper. It sounds like Prowl. I don't know what Scrapper sounds like. He I, sounds like Prowl, but with a gravelier bend, because it's that's who does Scrapper's voice. Right. But like that just sounds like it's delivered like Prowl. So... Yeah, did, it's weird. He, is it about Michael Bell's delivery, or is it about the processing of the vocals? I think it's his delivery, and I don't. I don't know if maybe he was just not thinking about it because he clearly says Megatron, so he knows right. he's doing a Decepticon. Mm-hmm. So I think it maybe he just had an off day. I'll be one of those people next time I go to a con and he's up on stage. I'll oh, gonna you're going to be the guy to hit him with that, that? specific <laughs> scene, and he's not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Not at all. <laughs> but I'm going to insist that he must go into the most extreme <laughs> amount of detail possible about it that It is scene. unfortunate that they get questions like that. <laughs> the whole uh, uh, just jam a car into Mixmaster. Mix <laughs> and then it just pumps out a stack of steel beams. That's new. (laughs) That's pretty fun. The place, it's starting to feel like home. The Decepticons, they built this city, not on rock and roll, but on the ground where the 14th and 18th precinct of the NYPD patrol. You see, the 14th and 18th uh, cover Manhattan Community District 5, which we more commonly call Midtown, and covers the neighborhoods such as Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, as well as Murray Hill, Kipps Bay, Turtle Bay, Koreatown, Madison Square, Union Square, the Meatpacking District... The Diamond District, Gramercy Park. I like that. I, I like Midtown. Chinatown is excellent as well. Yes, it is. Canal Street. What about Little Italy? Uh, Borders Chinatown, excellent. It, yeah, I, I was wandering down Chinatown the first time I was in New York, and all of a sudden started seeing Italian flags and like, what's happening? And realized yeah. I'd wandered into Little Italy. Mm-hmm. It's great. The whole area is great. Like uh, downtown is great. Okay, the Autobots. They've invaded the Cons headquarters and located Optimus Prime's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prime and Ratchet has to like again. He twists those wires. If you tweak the wires, they start working again. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prime fills Ratchet in on the situation. He's been disassembled. <laughs> <laughs> Prime can sense his legs. Has Aquaman powers. It's so weird. He can. And Ooh. what are his legs doing? Are they holding up a table? They're flying. Yeah, they're just. I just out. thought they were just sitting there. They're just sitting there. It looks like they're under a table. Nope. They're not. We haven't even gotten there they yet. They do look like they're, oh, you're right. They're that is animated. Table. <laughs> I, you know what? I take it back. Caleb goes, "Nope, they're not." As he's staring at his phone. <laughs> no, I take it back. They're holding up something. That's right. It feels like, but when they get pulled out, nothing. Yeah, there's no. Well, we don't see the result. That's true. We so don't. that their game of risk has been ruined. Mm-hmm. These legs. I don't understand the telekinesis powers. 
that I guess it's Optimus Prime has. <laughs> they fly toward his beam. And he can only use them for his body parts. Hound <laughs> realizes why his prime tracking sensors were all fucked up. The Alligatacon. Unwieldy name. There is a couple versions of of that unwieldy name. We'll get another one later that is mm-hmm. not much more creative. Not, no better. Speaking of Matrix, as we were doing earlier, where is the Matrix? Yeah, we. I just kind of got to give that a pass. I mean, it, it, didn't, it exist didn't exist. Yet. It didn't so. exist yet. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Hey, hey, hey I'm the cabbie that hey, we will be friends call me, with. Call me Checkers. Where's your fucking matrix? What are you gonna do? What's your what's your what's your metric? What's your matrix? All of this feels culturally inappropriate. Nah. Nah, it I'm, ain't. I'm transforming here. I'm transforming here. This is a really fun segment. <laughs> really? I, I liked it, Caleb. Okay. The the team locates and wrestles the reptile. Oh, this whole fucking... Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's a mighty struggle <laughs> for the team. But Prime can help if his body part is indeed made up of the jigsaw puzzle of a, of a, of a reptilicon, he yep. calls it. He uses his telekinesis to... It's unclear. Somehow stop it. We don't know because it doesn't show. But what it does show is Mirage and Hound and Ratchet carrying the alligator's limp body, the dead weight, up some stairs. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's just play it. Okay. You, this alligator is big and heavy. From- <laughs> they all deliver it. That line, this alligator is big and heavy, in sync. Mm-hmm. All three of them. And so weird. what's even more challenging is Optimus Prime's reply to that. Help. That is if I'm really a part of that jigsaw puzzle of a reptilicon. Prime, you did it! We've got him now! Or should we say, we've got you! This alligator is big and heavy! From the looks of it, I'd say a little of both. Should we say we've got you? That line makes sense because the alligator is made from parts of Optimus Prime. Then, this alligator is big and heavy, said in unison for no reason Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And then Prime's reply, from the looks of it, I'd I'd say say a little little of both. both. Yeah, that's what we said. It's big and heavy. We got no problems. Right. Yeah, so... I didn't say, this alligator is big or heavy. <laughs> I, I wrote down, like, that part from the TF Wiki of uh, appears to be a result of an editing and directorial snafu. I'll say. <laughs> Prime should be responding to the Autobots' previous lines, now we've got him, or should I say we've got you? Uh, and then he oh, says, makes, I'd say a little of both. That makes so much more sense. But instead, this is the combined Ratchet and Mirage line was likely intended to be a series of ad libs as the Autobots struggle with the Alligatorcon rather than a straight line delivered before Prime. They ad libbed it perfectly. That is, <laughs> that is laid o- over each other. It is perfect. Exa- it's just Ratchet and Mirage are the ones yeah. who say it. Yeah, whatever. But this isn't so weird. Anyway, Ratchet repairs Optimus Prime fully. Uh, accepting his right arm, which is somewhere above ground. Mm-hmm. Let's go get that shit. I like at this prime is fully repaired, but there's still plenty of parts of his on the ground mm-hmm. here, including 
I don't know what Part looks of like chest. a chest window. And where'd they get the alligator head? <laughs> I, they must have just molded that from. I do. It does bear mention in this whole episode, as we see in several other ones, almost all of them, the human governments make no attempt to do anything against the Decepticons, and they evacuate fucking seven million people in 1985 with in like a matter of minutes, <laughs> and everybody's gone. Prime's got one arm. I can sense it. I just hug you with my one arm. You Prime gives the best one arm. You can't hugs. hug your children with nuclear arms. Tell you that go. Tell that we to don't the, talk about nuclear. <laughs> tell that to the, on tell show. that to the French. <laughs> like I, but I, again, I'm grouping nuclear arms and nuclear power into the same thing, <laughs> which, yes. which is not good. Shouldn't do that, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. You're gonna get called out. We gonna flip, flip to Jack, Heidi, Streaks. The rest of the gang, they're wandering the streets, remarking on how the neighborhood's changed. In the process, they locate Optimus Prime's missing arm at the tip-top of Megatron's Cyber Empire State Building. Yeah. Constructicons put Prime's arm as a fucking stupid cannon at the top of the Empire dumb. State Building. It's really dumb. Well, with all that work, they did sculpting an alligator out of his parts. Now, that was pretty cool. They just jam his arm up. Yeah, it's, just stuck to it's the a top. beautiful, it's a beautiful like building, and they just put this dumb arm at the top. Of if you it. Were, also, this place weird. has a bunch of gun emplacements. It's weird. Like, it's so yeah. weird. that never fire. It's so weird. If you were an architectural critic, you would probably have something to say about that that arm. Oh, certainly, absolutely. You would you would call it out as a bit out of place. A bit out of place, but the, someone would be like, oh, but it, but it, the way it's juxtaposed is so like, you know, like... Um, the statement it's statement making. The statement it's making, it's just mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. An arm... fucking kiss ass. It's an arm at the top. Oh. Is it saying hello? Is it saying <laughs> goodbye? Is it giving you the middle finger? It's holding a gun. It's holding a gun? Oh, we're... The whole city is up in arms about this. (laughs) Nice nice headline to the New York Architectural Review magazine. Someone would spin it that way. Toss to Megatron. He's at the top of the tower. He sees that Prime has been reassembled. I'm going to pause it, just call out a fun error. I know we we can't do them all. He sees that Prime is back back together and and back alive. Yeah, he's got his arm. And in this frame, he has both arms. I did not notice that. That's at what, 1414? Oh, that's the worst. I like how Soundwave just starts pushing the button incessantly when (laughs) um, when Optimus... That's the zoom in button. No, to fire uh, Optimus' arm. Mm. Cracks me up. The same button that they use for the camera is the same button they use for the arm. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, multi-button functionality. That's right. It's not a unitasker. No. They press that button and fire on them suckers. And we go to commercial. Yeah, the wacky thing about this is also we see the teams come back together. Mm-hmm. So the Autobots who have been separated in two different groups this whole episode all of a sudden are in the same place at the same time unexplained. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I hate this episode. Oh, it's good. Can you give me that King Kong shit? This alligator is big and heavy. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> say a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, what? Prime's arm cannon. I would have thrown his head in the garbage at that point. <laughs> and it just makes it in. Swish. Yes. Nothing but net. Prime's arm cannon fires on all of the Autobots, much to Megatron's glee. You got Blue Streak and Hound. They try to transform and drive off. There's a huge hole right in front of them, and they fall right into the sewers. Sinkhole. They drive right. Is into it? 
I don't remember how. Yeah, I guess it is a big sinkhole. Hey, hey, oh. <laughs> Once they hit the ground, the bright light of a subway train is coming at them, driven by none other than Rumble. Or is it Frenzy? What? The colors change. What? So maybe it's both. Yeah, and Scrapper says, you're just in time to take the A train, which is a Duke Ellington jazz ref- uh, reference. reference from the 40s. Nice. Just the way the kids like it. Yeah, love him. Love it. Love him. at this point a forty year old reference. I I like how I like the thought of him being like a, a, a jazz guy. Yeah, they should have done more characters like that in the style of uh Yeah. Make references to like made a kinda blue reference. <laughs> Little Some, bebop. Something. <laughs> something in my pocket for you. This is a fruitful conversation. Yep. They fire on the train. Mm-hmm. They keep firing on it until it explodes. And the train does explode, tossing Frumble out of the car until they're safe. Let's go back up top. Streets. Decepticons send a battalion of uh, weird taxi cab attack drones after the Autobots. Okay. And they fire on Bumblebee and the Judo Brothers. Additionally, three of the Constructicons are manning some turrets keeping everybody pinned down. Yeah, this is another time where Mixmaster goes, here they come, auto, auto, autobots. It's fucking stupid. Oh, I will say, according to the TF Wiki, in regards to Mixmaster, though it is widely regarded in the fandom as his normal way of speaking, this is the only time Mixmaster's speech oddity shows up. Interesting. Hmm. Which is that... That repetitive, like, auto, auto, autobots, mega, mega, megatron. Prime doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have an awe- he doesn't have an a weapon, mm-hmm. but he can still transform. He commences to do I'm glad a demolition they, derby. I will have to hand it to him. I'm glad they transformed him and left out that component. Yeah. Even though part of his arm is his wheel, but that's fine. But they at least uh, took is it? they took yeah, it they, his forearm they, is his, his front wheel. They took it into consideration. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I would have liked him to try to transform no. and then like his forearm like, has a wheel on it. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Ryan, you can look at the toy, right? You could look at the original toy. The wheel is on his hips. His back wheel is. Are you right? You might be right. You're right, but you, it does show his forearm. A part of his forearm that would jam into that side. Of yeah, his that's chest why I thought it was part exist. of his, his wheel. But you're right. No, you're right. It's on his hip. But yeah, I'm sorry. Whew. Yeah, you win this round. <laughs> Sweet. I think I'm three for three on episodes where you said I'm right. Ryan's slipping. Three for 123. <laughs> Optimus Prime demolishes he demolishes those taxi cabs. It's pretty. I actually uh, I hate this episode, but I love this. I did love where Prime transforms and he barrels through the Decepticabs and then takes out the Constructicon battle gunner mm-hmm. emplacements. That fucking ruled. I loved it. It was nice. Optimus Prime like doesn't need one. I can't remember if it's Sunstreaker or whoever says doesn't need an arm to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's, that's exactly what they said. That is word for word. Even with one arm, Prime is primo. Yeah, nice. awesome. he just he just drills right yeah, into the side of the building that's up. holding the constructicons in their gunneries. Prime rejoins Ironhide and Ratchet. That is weird. When he rejoins Ironhide, he, Ironhide's <laughs> just standing. Oh, you have a note on this. Go ahead. Ironhide's just standing there, but Prime says, "That's the way to cool it, Ironhide." But he's not doing yeah, anything. It makes no sense at all. I think maybe also Prime's head is tiny in this frame. I don't think he's fully re- transformed uh, yet. 
Yeah, it makes no sense. So I don't know if he's been to be using his liquid nitrogen powers there or what. I, I think I saw on the TF wiki that there is a, a version of the script where Ironhide did, ah. did do something liquid nitrogen-y. I like, the idea just that, I like the idea that Prime's just like, I'm going to say something cool when I show <laughs> up. <It's> whatever. <laughs> He's just always got... Prime is really the center of a lot of these mismatched lines in this episode. Yeah, from script weird changes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the plan. Prime wants his arm back. The gun would be nice, too. He <laughs> and his vanguard... Cause There's a lot of puns in this one. He, they use a jazz-style grapple... From Ironhide. And start scaling the tower that holds the gun at its peak. You got Ironhide, Ratchet, Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. Climbing this bitch. Megatron is not down with this. And he orders an airstrike. The Seekers blast at the boys, then fly right through the goddamn tower, injuring themselves more than the building. I guess jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Oh, there we oh, go. No. We did it. Finally. Well done. Yeah, it's well not done. clear. Because... They say the Seekers come in and Ratchet says, they can't miss. And Ironhide says, neither can we. And everybody misses. Did the jets just fly through and the building? And then they just fly. Yeah, they just fly into the building with no In one wall and out walls on Why? the other side. What the fuck? And we get more jet judo from Sideswipe. To rub a little stink on the wound. The, the, the jets are injured at this point. They mentioned mm -hmm. that they've kind of got to get out of here because uh, they can't really fight anymore. And Sideswipe launches into the air, and he rides Starscream into the bay. Yeah, <laughs> but he also says, say uncle, or I'll shove your nose cone into your afterburners. And then, does Starscream say uncle? He does. And then Sideswipe said, I didn't know Decepticons had uncles. Right, <laughs> like he's working on his tight five for the Tonight Show. He's, so he can fly? Well, that's another thing. He's not using his jetpack. He just flies, but right. maybe we can just give it away that he is using his jetpack, I right. guess. They did send that memo. That Autobots can't fly. Right. Except with a jetpack. Right. Yeah. But we haven't got to the episode yet where it's explicitly stated, I think, by Starscream. Autobots, Autobots can't, can't, fly. can't fly. That mm -hmm. hasn't happened, right? Not yet. Okay. All right. Well, Megatron commands the unveiling of the ultimate weapon. I put that in quotes. The Devastator. Because... This is a Constructicon episode. We know what that's going to be. Shit, yeah. Phase one, vehicle oh, modes. yeah. Phase two, morph into shapes you have no business morphing into. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which Phase we three, will show you transforming into. You'll just combine that way. Phase three, become a huge robot voiced by a grumpy old conscientious objector. <laughs> that's right. Good old Arthur Burghardt. Devastator climbs the tower, King Kong style. The reference <sighs> Which Ratchet like, points which, out. When I, I made the note, King Kong... And before I realized that they directly yes. didn't, like acknowledge it, when I was like, okay, well, at least they acknowledge it. But yeah, it's totally King Kong. This is the second time, I guess not in a row, but the second time that they've referenced a Universal Monsters. Right. Yeah. Have played a very direct King Kong. Role. It's almost like 50 year old men are writing this show. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. It's weird to me, Spike and Bumblebee sneak oh, yes. into Megatron's command post. You never really, like, how did they get in here to begin with? Where did they come I, from? Oh, I had a different take. Uh, that's true. That's a good, that's a great point. My weird part was whenever they, the elevator opens, Spike says, now, Bumblebee, but they don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. There's... <laughs> They act like they're getting ready to take some big action. Yeah, they just stand outside of the elevator and get spotted. All they, they get spotted. All they are is a target, 
to, I guess, fuck up this control room here. They run around the control room. Megatron yes, fires haphazardly. Yes. You know what would have been funny? If Spike would have come in on Bumblebee's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well, should have, they should have held that through the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Spike and Bumblebee are discovered by Soundwave immediately. Megatron goes after them, firing, missing over and over again. He ultimately fires on and destroys his own weapon controls, which renders the Optimus Prime gun thing useless. And then Soundwave sends Laserbeak and Buzzsaw after yeah. Spike, which is kind of fun because is this our first appearance of Buzzsaw? It is. This is the first time we see Buzzsaw, though when he ejects them, they're both colored like Laserbeak. But yeah, it was neat. I, we got to see Buzzsaw, which is like, you know, it's, it's hype that toy. I think he's in at least one, if not two other episodes. I don't I don't remember him at all. But yeah, like this Just is make it, those it kids neat. who never got Laserbeak feel like their I toy the was worth something. <laughs> Back so, outside the tower. Yeah. Go ahead. Devastator grabs Optimus Prime. Faye Ray style, some might say. Ah, uh, yes. He doesn't ask permission. Well, <laughs> this is explicitly, like you said, Caleb, where Wheeljack points out it is like King Kong. And yeah. I don't know where Wheeljack gets these choppers that are coming up in just a second. Right. They but really can't decide if Devastator has one visor or two eyeballs. Nope. It goes back and forth, and I don't understand that mistake. Even in, even in, even in single shots, even mm-hmm. in like I just saw him, yeah, or I just saw him have visor, and then he turned his head, and when he came just back, he had a eyes. Subsequent, yeah, it's a big bozo. Here's where they get on the nose, even more on the nose with the Universal yep. Monster reference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wheeljack mentions that he's seen King Kong. And so he's going to do what they did in the movie, which I think failed in the movie. I can't. It, I don't remember. It didn't work out while. so well. I mean, King Kong does die, well, right? This sounds like a wheel. This sounds like mm. a wheeljack idea. Like he I sends remote-controlled helicopters to attack Devastator, but that's a pretty quick failure. Yeah. And, and I like how Hound says, don't feel bad, Wheeljack. Maybe he's seen that movie, too. It's not even a failure. It's not like Devastator knocks him out of the air. They just shoot him and nothing happens. Like. <laughs> and then Wheeljack is real upset. <laughs> like, he's got his hand on his head and shit. I mean, uh, it does also, this all begs the question of why Devastator can't fly. Mm-hmm. The individual Constructicons can fly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we see him fly later, but we definitely see other Gestalts fly. Hmm. Gestalt. Maybe that's too complex. Combiners. Oh. For the early combiners to Maybe. get in sync. It's true. I don't think we see it until season three. You do see Devastator fly in season three? No, we see like Superion fly. You know, Aaron, Gestaltz. Gestaltz. Superion is airplanes. <laughs> he should be able to fly. Uh, I think Minosaur flies. I can't remember. We'll, we'll see when we get there. But Listeners, let us know. In the meantime, we'll keep an eye out in for In the meantime, us. ignorance. Does Unicron, <laughs> does Unicron know how to fly, or does he happen just to be in space and float around? Well, presumably Unicron couldn't exist in an atmosphere. I think he would be destroyed. Explain. Well, well, he's too big. He's too massive. Like if you, I mean, again, so we're getting back. So he to can't. It. He can't fly. No. What if he found a planet bigger than him? It would. The, like b- the gravity would be so much it would tear him apart. Okay. Mm. 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 What if he was shrunk down tiny? Would he fly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are tiny unicrons in the Transformers Prime what? series. That's stupid. <laughs> Let's get away from that. Okay. From inside the tower, 
Ironhide, Ratchet, they hear Megatron commanding Devastator to destroy Optimus Prime. They get a little sparkle of a fun idea. Yeah. They fall through another sinkhole. Yeah. <laughs> and they fire into the ceiling. People cre- fall through a lot of shit Creating in this. a yeah. hole. The Megatron and Soundwave fall through. And my assumption is that Megatron All the way to the and Soundwave bottom. keep falling through <laughs> floors and keep bashing new holes in every floor through all the way down. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, those scamps. Prime reaches near the top of the tower. Spike lets Prime know that, hey, you got con- complete control of your arm again. Devastator says, It will take more than your puny arm to stop Devastator. Right. Which is why it's lucky the hand at the end of that arm is holding a gun. Which you know... <laughs> Because you put it up there. <laughs> yes. When I first watched it, I thought, he knows there's a gun there. Maybe he's just saying that gun isn't going to be strong enough. Right. But it is. <laughs> Knocks Devastator off the building. He's falling, King Kong style, again, to the ground. Ratchet is holding Ironhide's ankles out a window, and they manage to catch Optimus Prime mm-hmm. and Devastator as Devastator falls, falls through the ground. Through the ground. <laughs> Yep. Creating a, another hole. Yeah. I would have liked it if uh, Devastator would have said that line. It'll take more than your arm to defeat me. Your puny the arm. Devis- puny yeah, arm it'll Devastator. take more than a, your puny arm to defeat me. And then Prime would have said, perhaps a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. So, yeah, another hole in the ground. Emerging from that hole is the Constructicons. All beat up. Retreating, getting out of New York City. You got to get out of the city sometimes. That's right. At least you up. New York proved too much for the man. That's a too much for the man. He's leaving, leaving on a midnight train to Georgia. Leaving on a midnight train to Georgia. Excellent. You know, uh, I mean, if I can't have him in my world, I'll I'll live without. uh, Or wait, wait, no, it's. What is it? It's uh, if uh, I uh, basically she's something gonna give live, up her life to I be can't with him. That's live without what him in mind. Something anyway. Yes, it's an excellent if song. If he can't be in my world, I'll live with. I won't. God damn what it! What the fuck is the line? Where's a pip when you need one? <laughs> <laughs> Can we buy a pip? He's gonna get pip over here. Uh, when I don't have Dr Pepper around, you get I get a little Mr Pip. Mr Pip. <laughs> Everybody's leaving. The, 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 the Constructicons, they're getting the fuck out of here. They're quickly followed by uh, Megatron and Soundwave, who, who pledge to return. They, mm-hmm. they will be back. This isn't the last we've seen of these Jokers. And we get a very quick yeah, wrap-up wrap up scene. The Autobots ask, well, okay, I think we're to presume that an amount of time has passed mm-hmm. because the city back has been normal. rebuilt. You've mm-hmm. got the old Empire State Building in the background yeah, there. Good. Everything is just right the way the humans wanted it. The towers, the twin towers are still there. The Statue, Statue of Liberty's Liberty. painted weird. <laughs> everything yeah. everything is in place. It's then at this point that Prime has his arm. They, they imply that they just put Prime's arm back on it. They didn't want him to help with the repairs. They're right. like, we don't need, we'll wait. Yeah. So yeah, everything's put back together. And then we get this cute bumblebee thing. And a, another awkward line before oh. we get to that. They ask how Prime's arm is. <laughs> let me just let me just rewind. Okay. 
Optimus? Just as it always was. Like the rest of New York City. Autobots, transform and roll out. This is just so many weird lines. Just as it does, always was. Like the rest of New York City. Like... City? Like, well, like that's now where New York City is just like it always was. Resilient. Like my arm. Res- well, that well, it is weird. That's a weird. <laughs> I get what they're trying to say. I, I think the line is just meant it's to back to normal. Yeah, is they, what you could say they helped re. They, my implication was they helped rebuild New York City right. while they were there. So they should have said back to normal, just like the rest of New York City. Yeah, just as it always, just as was. it always was. And then, a, and then a bum walks up in front of him and vomits. <laughs> <laughs> A lady gets her purse snatched and crime-ridden and rat-infested. Our job is done here. (laughs) Bankrupt. And the Autobots roll out. And that's the end of this episode. Yeah, well, and that's where we get the the cute little thing where Bumblebee has the I Love New York bumper sticker on his front bumper, Mm -hmm. which is dumb. Why? Nobody puts bumper stickers on the front bumper. I think they used to on, on older cars when you had a front bumper to do that on. Is that real? I think it's supposed to be a license plate, not a bumper sticker. I have the new MP, uh, whatever it is. I was going to say MP46 Bumblebee, and it has that as a gimmick. I've got him in robot mode, so I don't have that bumper. But it's like more of a license plate that you put on there. So so yeah, like much love, New York man. I love New York. It's hard to believe this is their love letter to New York. This is (laughs) weird. Alligators. I do have a a little bit about the I Love New York trademark. Sure, let's hear it. Thing Uh, introduced in 1977, the logo was created by graphic designer Milton Glaser in the back of a taxi. Graphic designer. Yeah, Milton Glaser is a world famous. Uh, He did in the back of a taxi with red crayon on scrap paper. The original drawing is held in the Museum of Modern Art in Manhattan. Uh, and it is a trademarked thing. So, like, as of 2005, the state of New York had filed almost 3,000 trademark violations <laughs> to imitators of the I Heart blank mm-hmm. thing. Oh, one quick thing. So are they filing it against even the parodies? Probably not the parodies. Probably, like, people I mean, selling merch that says I yeah, Heart selling merch, yeah, on the streets. Like t-shirts and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one real quick thing about the unfortunate part of setting your episode in a real well-known city is that you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I mentioned a bunch of them. The last one is uh, one that happens at the very beginning and seemed a little nitpicky was that the Hudson River, we see the Chrysler Building south of the Empire State Building, which should be north, and both buildings are way too far south relative mm. to the Twin Towers. Yep. Almost not worth mentioning at all. Uh, <laughs> fucking ACOM. <laughs> Do we uh, want to take a little trip to in the real world hey let's do it where seven strangers are picked to live in an apartment it's where seven strangers find, <laughs> find out that's where that's true story things get real true story, <laughs> true story. <laughs> so this episode city of steel aired October 17th, 1985 in the American Talk 40 it was aha's take on me nice nice one of my favorite songs of all time, nice. particularly memorable for its rotoscoped music video, mm-hmm. which rotoscope for anybody who doesn't know is whenever you have uh, you film uh, actual people and then you animate the cells over it. So it looks like uh, natural movement. Mm-hmm. Popular technique. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone noted that this song is having one of the hardest to sing choruses in pop history. Uh, Morton Harkett's vocal range on the song is over two and a half octaves, hitting both the song's lowest note 
A subset two and the highest one in falsetto E subset five. Caleb, I don't know if you know what any of that means. I don't. Say it again. Um, he has a vocal range over two and a half octaves, hitting yeah. the songs lowest note A subset two uh-huh. and highest note falsetto E subset five. Yeah, so big range. All right. <laughs> <laughs> video, glad we cleared that up. Yep. The video was directed by Steve Barron, uh, who also directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Coneheads, and Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Oh. Tying it all together. A 35-millimeter high-res And version. we're talking about uh, T-U-R-T-L-E Power Ninja Turtles? Maybe? Yes. Oh, yes. Great. The first live action. Not the cartoon series. Correct. Okay. The 35-millimeter high-res version of the video was uploaded t- in 2008 and put on YouTube which averages about 500,000 views a day wow. uh, and is close to passing a billion views right now, which only three videos from the 20th century have done. Uh, anybody want to guess? What? Yes. Uh, I Thriller. Was, uh, you've got uh, gang- Gangnam Style. From No, from the 20th century. Oh. Michael Jackson's Thriller. It's not one. Damn. Really? It better not be Life is a Highway, Tom Cochran. It's not that. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, one of them is by a hair band. Oh, so it'd be um, Guns N' Roses. Is it Paradise, Paradise City? City? No, uh, Use Your Illusion. Uh, oh, it's November, November Rain. Rain. Absolutely. November Rain. That one? God damn. Another one is by a guy uh, who is a grunge hero. Oh, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh-huh. And the third one is um, by, oh, it's, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, that's crazy. So, at the box office, number one was Commando. I've never seen that flick. I hadn't either uh, until recently. It's West's favorite action movie. Really? Which is why... Is it good? I can understand how... It's early Schwarzenegger, right? Yes. I can understand how... I mean, it's 85 of Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. I can understand how watching it as a kid, it could be your favorite. Like, watching it now, I'm like, eh. I think there are better ones that he's in, but it's pretty it's pretty standard fare. Yeah, I have I bought the poster for that movie for her for her birthday last year and framed it. Hmm. Um, what a sweetie. Yeah, I'm a good boyfriend. Um, John Matrix, retired Special Forces Colonel, tries to save his daughter Jenny, who was abducted by his former subordinate. Is the description of that movie. It's number one for three weeks at a budget of ten million, made fifty seven point five million. So it was a huge hit. Also starred Bill Duke, who was in uh, in Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Uh, he was the guy who was always shaving in Predator. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy eyes. Yep. Uh, on the cover of TV Guide, a woman I had a huge crush on as a kid, Victoria Principal. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, she played... Uh, no. <laughs> she played Pamela Ewing on Dallas. Bobby, I didn't Bob, watch Dallas. Bobby Ewing's wife. Uh, I didn't watch Dallas, but we're going to Google her. All right. The Victoria series ran, Victoria Principal. Principal. She basically is like uh, ha- has a uh, cosmetics company now, I believe. Interesting, or, interesting attraction. Oh, yeah. She was she looked good my here. jam. The series of Dallas ran from 78 to 91. Principal left in 87. The cover that we're talking about on TV Guide was the one where uh, Bobby was killed off at the end of the 84-85 season and returned for the infamous shower scene at the end of the 85-86 season, making the whole season a dream. Like it never happened. Nice. 
I guess you guys didn't watch Dallas like I did. I, you know, it was no. I, Dallas wasn't 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 one of ours. We we were strictly a um, we were strictly a Wednesday and Thursday night. Oh, you guys weren't you weren't into Falcon Crest or uh, no? Or, I didn't really like any adult no, dramas. Mm. I, I was we were, we did the we we did the half hour sitcom. We did Cheers and Night Court. Oh yeah, that that was in rotation then, as well. And then though. if I went to my grandparents' house, I was always there watching Hulk. Fall Guy, Simon and Simon, and especially Magnum P.I. All good. All yep, great. Good stuff. Yep. Victoria Principal was on the cover of a lot of issues of TV sure. Guide, actually. Sure. And but no, she was, she was totally hot. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like there's the shower one. Yep. That's a very poorly rendered. It's <laughs> weirdly colored. ACOM did the cover for that <laughs> yeah, TV guy. It does look like it's in colored pencil, what we're looking at. Uh yeah. Um is that Bill Murray in the shower? I don't know. <laughs> don't know what's going on here. Anything else from the real world? That's it, baby. Why don't we go into the Rip Deviations? <laughs> uh, written by Douglas Booth, which is weird because he also wrote two of my favorite episodes. Did I mention I hate this episode? I hate this episode. Mm. Wrote two of my favorite episodes, which were Roll for It and A Plague of Insecticons. And some more later that we haven't covered yet. He is also credited as associate story consultant on Transformers the movie. This is another one where I couldn't find the script online. So I went back to the Hasbro 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 briefing binder binder. Jesus Christ. It's not the show Bible, but it's just some quick like nicknames of everybody. Mm -hmm. Cliff Jumper, the OG name of him, his real name was Blowout. <laughs> Windcharger's original name was Sprint. Hmm. Nickname Jackrabbit. Braun's nickname was Muscles. Mm -hmm. Sunstreaker's original name was Spin Out. Hound's nicknames are Sarge, Nose, and Sniffer. There was a notoriously bad third-party version of Sunstreaker by a company called Omnigox, and the name of the character was Spin Out. Oh. And it's noted as one of the worst, <laughs> the worst that's ever been. toys ever produced. Oh, wow. Jazz's nickname... Is Coolsville. <laughs> There's a third party Coolsville jazz. Jesus I Christ. Didn't even. Oh, so uh, now we know where the. That's all that drawn from. Trailbreaker's original name was Guzzle. Ew. Because he used. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I feel bad. I didn't even think of that. But yeah. because you got, he's. You got Guzzle. Notoriously Fuel. <laughs> and Blowout. These are all not good names. Finally, we come to Ratchet, whose nicknames were Cool Hand Lube. That's not good either. And Grease Finger. Yep. Okay. These are all really, really... <laughs> they're just asking for it. That's it. I want to see a third-party Grease Finger. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Aaron, can you Google Grease Finger and Guzzle on Google and see what happens? G1 Transformer Comics Bible. Number oh, okay. one thing there that pops go. up. Shoo! We're safe. You guys want to rate this scheme? <sighs> It's so dumb. It's non like why? First of all, why take a building and build another build, change it into a different building? It's and why New York? It's a bad scheme. It's terrible. It's I give this scheme. a one. Yeah. I don't know why not terraform a city though. Or just you just I guess it's just a build bad scheme. It's a bad know. scheme. They went to a lot of trouble to the work that they put into they, digging tunnels underneath the whole city. That should just be their base. Yeah. It's 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 
It's a different scheme. I don't Usually know why they would do it. Like, what was not, wrong with their base as it was? Not why going, did they have to do it's a that scheme. there? Yeah, they're not going after Energon. It's true. It is different. Just, so, all right, I'll like bump it up nostalgic. to a two. It's an interesting one. They're just being nostalgic, so they decided to recreate Cybertron on Earth, which actually they should just do anyway. But go to Kansas. This is, this is not a good why way to do it. Why not go to Kansas to pick a cornfield and build it from scratch? It doesn't have to be a cornfield, but I understand what you're saying. Like, they, uh, but it, they're going to have to the logistics of having to work around all the buildings that are already yeah. in the way. Mm-hmm. And it would yeah. be exactly it's just and, as and, easy. And getting and getting like a building permit in New York is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and what if they wanted to get one of those goddamn taxicab tokens? You got to get like oh, a, those are expensive. You got to get a certificate of insurance to go in, and there's like people you got to pay politics off. involved. Yeah, Trump is somehow in the middle of all this. I wish, He's around. Yeah, he is. They should have had animated Trump in this. Yeah. He would be. He would have been involved. He would have been involved. It's he, absolutely wonderful, Megatron. Yeah. He probably brokered the deal, and that was not Trump. No, that, that was Bernie good. Sanders. Was, it did come out a little <laughs> bit. I can't do a Trump impression. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. So we don't like the scheme very much. I wonder if there's any that we will like. Maybe. There's probably there's. there's We've liked some I've before. liked some. Time will tell. I gave some an eight. I don't think we've given any an eight. Uh, I think I gave the original Countdown to Oblivion an eight, and it went down from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or no, it. not Countdown to Oblivion, the uh, the three-parter, whatever it was. I can't remember. Was it Countdown to Oblivion? No. Yeah. That was the one-parter, the after the three-parter. Well, then what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we're really good. I'm glad we've done I'm we glad we're good at this. We are go-to Transformers <laughs> we're authorities. We're experts. <laughs> We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know, uh, the credits were, <laughs> were pretty great for me. This is a very iconic episode. The I, whole alligator Optimus Prime, the whole gun arm yeah, thing. Yeah. The, I feel like these are there's. You can hate the episode, but you have to admit it stands out. Yeah, I and, actively disliked every second I was watching this oh, episode. Man. It was so f- it was fun in that Tommy Wiseau way. I to me. disagree. At least that's in focus and like uh, the the blocking's good. <laughs> Caleb, you're with me on this. Yep, yep, I am. There's a bunch of iconic moments. In Again, here. I'm a really like I'm a very illustration guy. Like I can't read a comic unless I like the artwork. I can't watch a show if I hate the animation. I'm just gonna hate it. It's just gonna make me angry. So animation wasn't the best. No, it was, it was not. It was, it was on the corny, cheesy side. I would say it's the worst we've seen of yes. any of the episodes so far. Maybe. By a wide margin. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. The Autobots are going to put away their Gideon's Bibles and take a few cues from the Devil's Playbook. I haven't looked forward to what we're recording next. I don't even know. I don't know much about it. I just know that the Autobots go evil. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So join us at the Autopod Decepticast store, first of all. We got them posters. We got them buttons. Who made those? We all did. That's right. <laughs> we ain't no punk asses. We made them. They're they're and they're they're glorious. They're great. Check them out. Please join our them. Patreon, patreon.com slash apoddecast. And depending on your level, you may be getting some of those things. Might get that for your, free. 
part of you. Well, well not for free. You know, <laughs> you know, you know the drill. Up. You know what we're saying. But also, most importantly, continue to listen to the show on your podcast platform of, of choice. choice. Yeah. Which one do you choose, Caleb? Uh, I usually go for Apple. Which, what do you choose, Ryan? Stitcher. I'm Stitcher all the way. But we're also available on Spotify, tuned in, Google, Google Play. Play. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> Five stars, please. Uh, Ryan, anything on the old website? Autopodcastcast.com. Oh, I'm just going to put a series of pictures of poop. Sinkhole, sinkhole pictures. Sinkhole pictures will absolutely be up there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then other things that I remember whenever I edit this and figure out what we said. And what we said can also be found on our social media feeds Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of them at Apodcast. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye, bye, bye. bye. See you at TFCon hmm? today. Go find him. Yeah, find him now. Sorry, we're done. Kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) That's going in. Um, Can I pee real quick? No. Be just a second. I don't know why I'm so hydrated. Good for you. Tell us if your pee is yellow or uh, clear. Clear and copious. Yeah, is that what yours is? Not usually. What do you think we can do to clear it up? Drink more water. Uh, that is the key. Drink less anything else? Drink less alcohol. Are you, you're not drinking alcohol. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I thought you were relatively clean. No. Oh, okay, all right. Have you been playing out? Um, Not a lot, but I have a bottle of sc- that, that Lafrague at home, and I get a little nip off that every night. Okay. But not a, not every night, but... Um, I I don't I don't buy beer and bring it home anymore. It's just too many. Makes me fat. Liquid bread. Yeah. So I don't bring the beer home. But I I will. I don't drink a lot when I play out. I usually have one alcohol drink a set. Okay. So I might That's have it. Yep. I'm surprised by that. I would just be boozing all over the place if I well, played I, out. No. I, I at the end of the night I got to break all my shit down and load it up in my van and go home. And I'd rather not be drunk when I do that. Turns Fair out enough. it's impossible to tell what color your pee is because that's a black toilet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could see. Can't you see it before it hits? I, I should have cupped it in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped five feet away from the toilet. He just to peed in the sink. He should have just peed in the sink. Or which is all, the, the sink's also black, guys. No, I, he did the right thing. <laughs> okay. I think where we were was at the shared guffaw. Yep. Cells is the sponsor of Autopod Decepticast. Yes, 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 yes.